Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Growth Mind State, where we try to talk about the events of the week in the most influential way in talking about it to average people and talk about it every day and educate ourselves. So I want to start with what we do on Sundays, and the real Sunday is to do a wellness check. We need to check on ourselves and see how we're doing after this week. And it's Thanksgiving, so how was your Thanksgiving? It was pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah. Spent time with, uh, you know, family. Don't forget to introduce yourself. My name is Robert Catrona. Um, My name is Teresa. Yeah. And this is Anthony. We're a little team here, so... If if you don't notice, we're we're starting up this, and we're trying to be loose and goosey about it because it's going to be the this is this is going to be our Sunday, and it's going to be a little stressful. The the stories that you're going to come at today, so uh, you guys got to tell us what you cooked for for Thanksgiving first. Delicious That's what I want to hear about first. Oh, Ahead, I was uh, <laughs> I I think I was running Thanksgiving this year. The turkey came out great. It was a Gordon Ramsay recipe that I found. It was so delicious it was great uh all the traditional sides i guess you could say mashed potatoes uh what's called uh sweet potatoes (laughs) stuffing stuffed mushrooms all that good stuff it was really delicious awesome and i'm gonna be the contrarian who had a shrimp dish that's that's what i did it looked really good gotta make it good gotta make it hot (laughs) yeah yeah it was delicious i gotta give my blessings to the chef Thank you. <laughs> yeah, next year we said it's going to be dudes giving. The guys are going to cook. <laughs> Food poisoning? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I don't know how to cook turkey. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of your friends better know how to cook turkey. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not the one. <laughs> so you guys want to get into this? You guys want to get into this instead? Uh, this is uh, It's up to you. How are you doing, though? Everything's good? Everything with everything's, you is good? everything's pretty good. I mean, I had a long day today, but you know, I mm-hmm. honestly, it is nice to work. And let's just say that it is very difficult for a lot of people right now to just have a good a day at work, even if it's ten hours, twelve hours. Um, I mean, it's not so. It we shouldn't take it for granted at any point that you you get to do something that you love to do at all, mm-hmm. um, even when it's really difficult. Yep. So, it's a blessing. It's a good way right? to say it. It's yep. a blessing, even even if you have to like, you feel like people are not taking the day properly, and they're like, let's let's rush this day because that that it's also a respect thing, then because they really cared about making sure that the day was finished properly, but had everything they needed, and they wanted to pay me, and they just. That's something that you keyword feel pay, man. Getting that money, man. <laughs> Everybody's got bills, man. We gotta take care money. of our business. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you you want to get into it? Let's get into it. All right. Let's this see starts. this foolishness that is America oh, right now. Let's start it off. Just so you understand, this election was a fraud. I mean, they have Biden beating Obama on Obama's vote in areas that mattered in terms of the election in swing states and yet he's losing to obama all over the place but he's beating obama in swing states which are the states that mattered for purposes of the election so no i can't say that at all 
I think it's a it's a possibility. They're trying to look between you people. Don't answer, don't talk to me that way. You're just a you're just a lightweight. Don't talk to me that way. Don't talk to I'm the president of the United States. Don't ever talk to the president that way. All right, I'm going to go with another question. Go ahead. Lord of mercy. Whoa. Don't you know, don't you know who I am? Oh my God. The privilege. Just unhinged. <laughs> no. I mean, what's worse about that is that literally that is what the presidency is not supposed to be. It has been written in manuscript after manuscript that you're allowed to be defiant to the president. You're not supposed to disrespect them, but in no way was that Reuters um, journalist actually being disrespectful. That was just a question that he didn't want to hear. That's the only thing that that was. Are you trying to embarrass me? Are you trying to make me look like a fool? He's mad. He's big mad. What are you talking about? Biden stole it. I'm so mad. Don't you talk to me like that. I'm the president. For now. I'm surprised that the reporter didn't go for now. Yeah, every, but yes, sir, you are the president. Everybody made fun of the chair he was sitting in, too, like it was a small desk Tiny and desk everything concert. else. Yep, 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 yep. It's pretty crazy, man. But, um, wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that one, man. And well, like, that, that man's got no self-control. Narcissism is a very bad thing in life, man. Like, it makes you do some foolish stuff. So that's why I started with that, because that's the wellness check that we have. That's like that's the funny story for this weekend. This weekend is just filled with actual kind of horrors. Um, I have to say that just to run it down real quick for you guys. Obviously, we're going to talk about the scientists from Iran. We're going to talk about the Ethiopian military shelling of the Tigray capital. We're going to talk about how COVID is still such a major presence in all of our problems right now we're meaning education what mayor um, bill de plazio just did this week today actually um and also just the general covid cases that are happening over thanksgiving um so let's start it off with um basically the the next article which is motion forex I apologize. It's hard for me to say as well. Moshan Mosan Farax. He's the top nuclear scientist. Sorry about that. Here we go. Sorry about that. Okay. So this is a brazen killing. This is just a brazen killing overall. Uh, Iran's top nuclear scientist, who American and Israeli intelligence have long charged with being the secret programs to design an atomic warhead was shot and killed in an ambush on Friday. And that is painfully, obviously Israel. And I hate to talk about it, but it is probably Israel and Saudi Arabia tag teaming together. And there's, we have to talk about it. I think we have to talk about the, it's funny how they're doing all this stuff like right before this guy's getting out of office. You know, I it's think like... these are all power moves. These are yeah. all the things that these specific blocks of people want. And it is literally to have as powerful as an Israel as possible, which matters to them. Yeah. And um, they want Iran to be humiliated for some reason. I feel like they, they feel like the past happened where Iran took our our own citizens 
and they still have never let that go. I feel like it's not just the fact that it's a dictatorship. I believe that it's actually some deep-seated, like, man, you guys took our people for, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember how many days, I think it was over, like, 200 days, correct? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, too, I don't remember too much of it. It was a while back ago, um, but I do 70, know that, yes, yeah, yeah, I was still a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but um, what was I going to say, man? It's it's pretty crazy, man. Like, it, like this country, like, for some they say that they're supposed to keep religion and um, politics separate, but you know this has a lot of religious um, uh, indication. You know, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Not indication. Um, I mean, indicators. There are indicators. There, that's what. It is. <laughs> there are a lot of yeah. indicators that are, have to do with what people believe is going to be the end of the world, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is the that's that's what scares me is that. Yeah. They're allowing this because they have a religious fervor. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty crazy. Um, I mean, it's been bad in that area for a long time, you know, and I feel like something is just going to be a catalyst for a war to spark off. You know, I know this guy in our office is not doing anything to try and uh, deter or help in any way. Um, so, you know, it's just... Hopefully, whatever Biden can come in and help placate the situation. I don't know if it's even possible at this point because it just seems like they're going to. Um, it's always retaliation. Yeah. It seems like it's always being a retaliation for something else. Let me. I'm gonna play this little video. No, so actually, actually, before you play that, I should explain to people more exactly what happened. So, Moshan uh, Fakarazed was ambushed in the town of Abzard, about 40 miles east of Tehran. Four assailants opened fire after witnesses heard an explosion. Efforts to resuscitate Frogside failed. His bodyguard was wounded. Gunmen waited along the road and attacked Mr. Frogside as his car was driving through the countryside town of Absard in the Damavad region. According to the original Iranian media and state television, the scientist Moshan Frogos, believed to be 59, believed to be 59, has been considered the driving force behind Iran's nuclear weapons program for two decades and continued to work after the main part of the effort was quietly disbanded in the early 2000s, according to American intelligence assessments. So it's just important to get the, the full document of what happened out there. And also that this was a full 12-person gun down. This yeah. is not, this wasn't an easy killing. This was this was 12 people going to assassinate somebody. So it seems to me like this has to be, if it's not Iran itself, it's going to have to be Israel and Saudi Arabia talking to each other. Yeah, that's crazy. So they, they first try to attack them supposedly with an explosion or some sort. And then they, they shot up the car. Yeah. 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 It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, what do you do in a situation like that? Like, like, how do you, like, we're we're just like um hearing the stories or whatever, but there's like some serious like crazy thing going on in the background that 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 nobody really knows about. And why are they doing this? And um, it's it's scary, man. I, I wish well, we, I we... I wish I could. I wish they were more honest with us, so that I can kind of get a a sense of what direction this is pulling everybody. I feel like. Uh, I don't know. 
Like, you think that everything's cool for a while now. I don't even know why they're doing all this stuff with COVID and everything. You think everybody would be a little more laid back, focus on re recovering from this. But nope, they're still doing their, their evil deeds, and, and we can't, I don't know, it's crazy. But see, that's the thing. This is kind of the art of war problem, where the art of war is that when you have an actual crisis, you use that crisis. To the advantage, right? Yeah. To your advantage. So I very much, I understand it. I, I believe that it is a smart decision on their part, but you should play the, so it's important to note that in 2018, um, it is clear that Israel came into Iran and literally took information from them and took like $50,000 of top secret documents from Iran. And that's pretty brazen. And this is what came up of after that. sometimes. So this is actually, I mean, it's important to see it as well. So this is what the roadway was. So this is, it's a clear roadway, and there's clearly a straight-up shot at this guy. This guy was going to die no matter what in this situation. There was no way that they were going to allow him to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. You wanted to see the other video, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just playing it in. No worries, no worries, no worries. I, I didn't call that video. This, this so, is the one, right? Yes. Okay, yes, let me just make sure this thing loads up correctly. For some reason, it seems like the YouTube wants to give me a little bit of issues or whatever. Why is it doing this? In 2018, Benjamin Netanyahu singled him out when Israel released what it claimed was a cache of documents proving that Iran's nuclear program was still running despite the JCPOA nuclear deal. This is how Dr. Mohsen Fakhizadeh, head of Project Ahmad, put it. Remember that name, Fakhizadeh. This work is carried out by Sapant. That's an organization inside Iran's defense ministry. And you will not be surprised to hear that Sapand is led by the same person who led Project Ahmad, Dr. Fahri Zadeh. Iran has been quick to point the finger at America and Israel, suggesting that the countries want to inflame tensions before Donald Trump leaves the White House. How is this guy still talking? Isn't he corrupt? Isn't he? Wasn't he He's... convicted of some stuff? Like, I don't yes. <laughs> Um, honestly, I do not understand the full reach of his power, but his power is, seems to be long-stretching because not only has he been there for, I believe, four administrations now, um, he's been elected four times. And it, it doesn't, you know, not even bad elections. But um, it's crazy. Like, I, like, this guy is just a super propaganda machine. He just spews all sorts of garbage just to, to, but, I mean, they to make the, the point of so, so the, the the information was correct. That's no, I the believe it. I, I believe it's correct, but he's doing it with his own agenda. Like he's, it's not like I don't know, man. It's like it's like the pot calling the kettle black. Like like they're they're just as corrupt as everybody else. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, man. It, 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 it's hard for me. Like if I heard it from another person, I'd probably take it with more, you know, like more credible. But when I speak to hear him speaking. 
I don't know, man. This dude's a clown. I, I don't like a lot of the people in power, and how they keep staying in power is beyond me. And the fact, like, between him and Trump, it, 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 it stupefies me. Right. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, sometimes. We're just taking a second. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Technical difficulty, sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> sorry. But it, at the end of the day, it's like, we're all trying to, um, you know, just try to make sense of it all. And you got them, you know, they take, I don't know. I, I, I don't so know. So the reason that, I mean, the, the, the lot of the, the, the articles today have to do with warfare. And unfortunately, the reason I brought them up is because it is incredibly important to understand that we're still having so much conflict in so many countries across the, the world right now. Um, somehow COVID has not erased that. Like, obviously, I mean, it's more of an obvious, you know, COVID isn't going to erase that there's major stripe in a, a bunch of countries. The next one we're going to talk about is Ethiopia. And to some people, that doesn't matter to them. But the reason I'm bringing think about up it. Ethiopia yep. Yeah. is that I didn't realize how much of a stronghold they have in Africa, which and also as a trading device to the rest of the world. So they're, they're like one of the most important areas. Their capital is one of the most important areas. So, supposedly, um, before we cut over there, the, the, with, um, with the stuff in Iran, I'm hearing stories. I mean, I don't know what's true and what isn't, obviously, because they're so secretive that they're pulling out of uh, Iraq and uh, Afghanistan to maybe provide more support for Iran, you know, get a conflict in Iran. So it's like, it's just, I don't trust any of this. It just seems like, I don't know, man. It's what sad I'm also times, man. hearing, I mean, what I'm also hearing is that the reason why I brought up Saudi Arabia and um, the Israel talking is that they have been talking to each other. They literally yeah. have been opening up transit ways to each other by air. So it's it's important and also that the i don't know if the uae has any goal other than to solidify itself enough to get back into the get into the un yeah i yeah. so they're doing everything they can to help israel right now do anything that they want and they know that this is the correct president for that to happen because it's not mm -hmm. going to be easy once uh joe biden is elected it's going to get just weird because the progressives are going to keep fighting them. And it's yeah. not going to be like, yes, they're going to get, Israel is going to get the money they want. There's no question. But I don't know if they'll get the policy they want. And yeah. they've never had problems getting money from um, like the Obama administration and everything like that. And since Biden was part of that, they're going to get plenty of money. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, supposedly they said um, Biden um, wants to get back into the nuclear deal. I don't know how that's going to affect everything if these guys start a, a conflict now, you know? It's like, they, it seems like they want to do that so that he can't get into a nuclear deal with them eventually. They said that they're down for it, which would be a good thing, I guess. But what happens if we start bombing them again and doing stupid stuff? You know what I mean? I, I, Oh, it's, it's scary, man. This guy is unhinged. This guy Trump's unhinged. Uh, do you want me I mean, to... it's not just Trump. And that's actually one of the reasons why I yeah, have these yeah. stories up is yeah. because there's so many leaders right now. Bolsonaro, <laughs> Modi. There's just a lot of strong men just walking around right now. And I think that is the story of 2020 and 2019. 
And I don't know if that story will really ever be told because those they're very popular in their messaging. Even Trump is popular in his messaging. He's just pop, not popular enough to stay in office. Yeah, yeah. So the right wing agenda seems to be very popular. I don't, I don't get it. You know what I mean? It's never really well. I'm not gonna say it isn't for certain people's best interests, but majority of people's best interests aren't served with a right wing agenda. Even though they, for some reason, I guess the the illusion of power is what makes them think, oh, you know, country first, power, we're powerful, we're gonna do it. You know, there's something behind that. I can kind of see that law and order type of thing, but the rest of it is just like I don't understand how people can can be misled so easily. But I don't know. I'm I'm cutting over to uh, the, the article real quick. You can check the oh, Ethiopia thing. Yeah, so let's talk about <clears throat> Ethiopia. Um, so the conflict in North Africa's second most populous nation is spreading across borders, threatening stability in strategic regions. Um, there's a long-simmering tension between the Ethiopia's federal government, and which is led by the Nobel Prize winner, Prime Minister Abe Ahmed, and defiant authorities in its North Tigray region have erupted into a military confrontation. Hundreds of civilians have died, while tens of thousands have sought refuge in Sudan after airstrikes. As the conflict threatens to further destabilize the strategic horn of Africa's region, I would just say it, that was a hard stop there. But the real re question is that there's a power struggle in Africa over resources, basically. It's going to be like that happening. all over the world soon. They keep doing what they're doing with uh, global warming or climate change, whatever you want to call it. We're all going to start I mean, facing that, especially if we're not even, like, even with the COVID situation, they're creating um, situations where people are going broke and they're not going to be able to survive as easily. So even if there are resources, if you don't have the money for the resources, you know, what do you think is going to happen? It's, it's very, I'm not going to say it's as bad as it is, in a, in, in a location like Ethiopia. Because it's or, not or, direct resources. I mean, yeah. yes, this, it, it's more of a trade center. This is yeah. not, like, that's important to note. Like, yeah. this is about the way that resources go through. And there's literally just two factions that disagree inside of a country. And they're, really, they're, they're willing to go to war for it. Yeah. And, and, but unfortunately, what's really important is the way that Ethiopia responded to it. They were basically responded to... I'm going to read the whole uh, statement here, but they basically responded to it as we didn't do it. We're not the ones right now going bombarding the people who are our, our enemies, the TPLF. Um, so, so the, which is the Tigray's people's liberation uh, front front. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just read this real quickly. Ethiopian federal forces used heavily art, uh, heavy artillery, cannot say artillery today. Ethiopian federal forces have reportedly used heavy artillery to bombard Macau, the capital of the northern region of Tigray, with shells, uh, shells hitting the outskirts of the city of 500,000. The reports of new violence around Macau on Saturday came a lot, almost a week after Abe Ahmad, the prime minister, told the leadership and the forces of the Tigray People's Liberation Front, the ruling party in the rest of region, to surrender to face an assault on the stronghold. So that's what's important, is that they literally told them beforehand that they were going to have this altercation. And mm -hmm. they're trying to pretend now that they're not having the altercation. And they have enough gravitas to do so. 
I mean, I just think it's, it's a scary time in a lot of hell, these countries. It's it's like chess, you know, like when you're trying to read somebody else's mind and why they're doing things and you can't figure it out. Like, I, I listen to stories like this and, like, I'm pretty uh, well in tune with, like, local stuff. But when it comes to, like, stuff outside of the country, because I get so little information about it, I guess because the fact that this country doesn't really promote or, like, show it that often on television, um, unless you're, like, somebody likes to read or really do research you miss most of it and i i to be totally honest i don't know but so much about this and what i'm hearing from it just confuses me because like why are people doing this and 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 i don't know i'm just it comes back to the same thing people want, yeah. power. Power. People want power at the end of the day it's power control. but they want to control other people yeah. resources and controlling people you yeah. know and it just becomes it's like I feel like sometimes some of these countries are like, well, it's been a while since we anybody's had a war. We should start a war. There's so many of them that just... Because, like... you know, everybody makes money off a war. Yeah. Let's start a war. Let's do this. Yeah, the people are like roaches, man. We can exterminate a couple just to make some money. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, 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 it's scary, man. Like, I, I, I mean, understand. to them it's true. To yeah. them it's true. Um, yeah. Also, just to, just to take a... Cause right after this we're going to take a break uh we have to fix teresa's mic <laughs> oh why what's wrong with it can't oh. hear her you can't oh, no. oh you can't hear her no oh your mic fell that's what it is her mic <laughs> fell her, it fell off her clip again when she oh moved. okay yeah yeah i'm sitting around well, like wait well, a minute <laughs> well that's mu- that, that's much more humorous yeah 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 you gotta clip it on good girl <laughs> it's good get yep. into that can you hear her Yes. <laughs> well, that explains everything. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so do you yeah. want to repeat what you said, though? Because what you said was great. I heard you. I was just like, uh, you were in the middle of the statement, and I was like, I don't want to cut you off. No, it's just, you know, it's these countries, it's, it's like they, they think about it like, oh, well, we haven't had war in a while. Who can we go to war with? You know what? We'll go to war with these people. And it's, it's a great moneymaker for everybody when it, when it comes to war. They all make money. Nobody cares about the people that are being affected by in a war and torn country. Nobody cares about that. But, you know, it all comes down to control and money and power. That's what everybody's trying to do. It's just a big power grab on a lot of people's part. Sometimes they take advantage, especially with the U.S. going into a transition from a leader that really didn't give a shit about a lot of countries and burned a lot of bridges and now is going to like i feel like sometimes he just wants to light the white house on fire and be like here joe you wanted it now you got it (laughs) so actually that brings me to a great question so do you believe that that can ever change or is this really just just strategy this is just economic strategy this is a military industrial complex in a way that is so defined that it is almost impossible to topple that or does does i hate to say it we have to start with the biden administration right so can we persuade a biden administration to keep stepping down from conflict somehow but it's, do it in an educated fashion we're not doing it in an educated it's, fashion it's right in now. it's in uh ingrained in every culture war is war um greed power whatever you, this is how i look at it people feel like this is what i'm thinking i might be wrong people are um live life once 
So they figure they're going to do whatever suits their, their beliefs or needs or what wants or whatever it is. Some people are good-hearted people. Some people aren't. A lot of people join government with good intentions. And there just happens to be a lot of, um, in different countries and society or whatever, or, you know, like different places in general, where um, I believe people go in there with the um, ill intent to do things for power. You know, they, I don't care if somebody dies. I'm going to die soon anyway. It doesn't matter if I die. I just do this and enjoy the rest of my life. It's, it's a sick thought. But I really feel like that's what some of this stuff is when it comes to war. Like, if you really believed in the gods that you said you believed in and everything else, you wouldn't be running government that way. You would be providing more for people. What are you talking you about? Most of the wars, well, the greatest wars were in the name of God. God told me yeah. to come and kill you guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but that's the thing, though. That, that, that's, 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 you know, how they, they, they twist the whole thing. That's what's scary about it. It's like, they could use it for that reason. It's like everything can be used for war in order for somebody to gain power. And there's so many weak-minded people in this world that well, they, real... they fall for it. Like, look at, look at Trump, man. Like, yeah. the, Trump is, like, like, as bad as he was or whatever it is, he's proven to me that you could be so weak-minded that you can't see through his crap. You know what I mean? Like, I see through, I've seen through since he was in The Apprentice. You know, some people are like, oh, he's a rich guy and he's going to make the world rich and he's going to do this and he's going to make everything great and pull out all the swamp, you know, the swamp animals or beasts or whatever creatures or whatever you want to call it. I'm like, yeah, Which right. Is all, <laughs> I mean, that's all just a way to, yes, literally animalize things. And like, if you if you cause the most banal reaction in people, yep. you're going to get the most reactive result. And yep. all he wants is a reaction. And that's something that is obviously ostensibly going to drive most of us insane because we're just trying to have a regular conversation about things and it's impossible now. Like we live in a time right now that, you know, nothing has been a normal conversation. You're literally going, ah, Trump did this again. Or you're on the opposite of the spectrum and you're like, they, they believe in, in craziness. Yeah. Yeah, they think shit's scary stuff. <laughs> yeah. Look at the election. They can't they the the numbers say whatever. They're certifying everything here and there for Biden. And people are still in denial. This guy this like you saw the temper tantrum that this guy has been having. Yo, I mean I know it keeps going back to Trump because it's what we relate to and what we have to deal with. But it's almost over. Yeah, in theory, I hope so. Uh, I hope I really hope so. Uh, I believe it on, what is it, January 20th, when they drag him out. But if I don't see that, then, uh, yo. Because, like, I really think he's doing his best to, like, stay in there. He got rid of the, the 13, what, 11 out of 13 defense people recently. That's scary, man. That That's pretty that's pretty scary to think that, um you know, I, I only focus, well, I can't say only. I mostly focus on this country because I have to worry about my family and the things that affect me directly, you know. As much as I want to care about Ethiopia or any other country out there, it's hard for me to care for them because I've got so much burden here to deal with. You know what I mean? Like so much, so much craziness here that that I I can't. I mean, I guess I can listen and see some of the stuff, but it's like, okay, that's that's secondary to what I'm having problems with, and 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 I I feel ashamed of that too. You know, because I want to care more for for other countries and everything else. But like I think in most cases, most countries need to fix what they have in in their their backyard first, 
before they start doing whatever they're doing in other countries. Our country tends to go to other countries and try to fix their problems in order for us to benefit and make our problems better for whatever it is. And then, and that's ass backwards. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm to go ahead. I'm sorry. It's just, I'm no, no, it's just interesting because I was going to go to the COVID cases going on right now and going to like how these cases are happening across the world. So I believe, I don't, I could actually look at Ethiopia's numbers while we wait here. Mm -hmm. um, but we're having 90,000 people. Uh, let's see. 110,000 new cases and 90,000 people hospitalized on this Thursday. This is something about doubling, like the, the COVID cases are going to double soon. So, well, yeah, they're running out of hospital beds. They're right. putting people outside again, out of, outside of hospitals. It's, you know, but it's really, it's complacency with us. You know, we've gotten complacent with COVID. Nobody's really scared anymore. I feel more people are trying to like, they're like, oh, well, at this point, I'm going to get it. So it doesn't really matter. I have people on Facebook telling me that there's no such thing. It's like, well, it's been nine months. This thing is fake. I'm like, what? Just because you might not have experienced a direct interaction with it. I'm like, I'm like, God forbid you get sick from it and drop dead from it or something like that. But, you know, like, how are you going to even say that? Like, the, the, the whole world's lying to you? I mean, like, that's what kills me with these people. And I think the whole world is lying to them. You know, I'm like, I, I, I had, I know three people in the last who, who did not tell us until recently they said they basically had COVID for the last two weeks. And I had three people who told me that, well, not me personally, but told everyone. And, like, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, you guys were dealing with this. Yeah. And you, I mean, you weren't willing to talk about it. And I don't know how much they care. Like, how they're they dealing doing? with it. Like, how, how are they feeling? Are they doing all right from it? Or are they in the I hospital? know two of them are doing fine. No, they all were... Uh, okay enough to stay at home and that's what bothers me too because they're that's the, the cases that are the hardest to deal with is that they think that they're invincible afterwards because it didn't reach their I lungs because they, they, yeah, they, they say it has to get into your lungs for it to be serious it could be in your yeah. body but if it gets to your lungs that's where it screws you up that's the thing like yeah. you said like you could have it and be asymptomatic and then not feel anything well you feel something but you're not going to feel like the, the the main brunt of it and then like yo <laughs> oh, yeah, then the, this is like a cold to me i'm like okay go out there and catch it again this time snort a little more into your lungs and see what happens later see how you feel better if you feel better god forbid man i know somebody who had to be on a you know in the hospital for like a month and a half or something from it um you know and there's people that have died you know there's celebrities that have died what's his face well semi-celebrity i don't know how uh big he was but um who was it doesn't it, even uh, matter if they're celebrities i no. honestly that's the thing that i mean it, it gives you high profile but it didn't matter it didn't matter that tom hanks ended up with COVID first no, yeah, it didn't yeah. change that many people's minds you know what i'm saying like well actually it, i think it scared the crap out of a lot of people i think that's why a lot of people went home and actually quarantined and stayed inside when they had their shelter in place orders because they were like holy christmas if tom hanks can get it people were freaking out you know i had a, a co-worker saying he's a national treasure something happens to tom hanks it's over i'm like okay relax <laughs> you should be more concerned about your nana catching it Bad i was bunny, reading like um, a 
I was reading an article too, though, that they were saying one of the side effects that they're seeing coming out from COVID cases is uh, cognitive memory loss. And they're not sure if it's associated directly with just because a majority of older people are getting it, if it's not just because of older people getting it, or if it is a real sign of of a real side effect of catching COVID. I mean, we already had to deal with blatant stupidity coming becoming rampant within people now we've got to figure out that they can't remember everything (laughs) it's going to be a perfect storm right now people are dumb enough they need to be (laughs) they need to be uh, affected worse mentally that's 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 not good (laughs) i mean i i i will say that at least at least what i saw today except for where i was working which is not a good look I'm not gonna. I'm gonna not gonna say anything. But it wasn't a good look. Yeah. The director was not wearing a mask today. That wasn't cool. I'm as much as I understand that it was his own home. I was still like, it. It's a bad look. But I was like, I can deal with that because the actors usually don't end up wearing masks either. And it's very interesting that like, though he described he works for a union, so he described the COVID procedures for his work. And he has to wear both a mask and a face shield. And he has, there's like, you know, there's not, what in the, in the industry, you used to be able to get a catered meal that was just a full catered, like an all out cart mm-hmm. platter. Mm-hmm. And you could just have food for days. <laughs> and now you got to have like, this is made for you. This is made for you. This is made for you. And it also, it just changes the dynamic a little bit. Um, but they're they're happy to work too. I mean, that's something too. I mean, I I think that anybody who's not seeing that so many people are suffering, that's when I would start to be upset about it. But it's yeah. more like I wish everybody else though I saw today was wearing a mask though, which I cannot say usual like usually out here people don't wear a mask. And I, I don't. Yeah, please. They, go. they said, I'm sorry. They, they said, um, they're shipping the vaccines now or something like that. So it should be coming yeah. shortly, which is a good sign, I guess. We'll see how that turns out. Um, oh, yeah. I'm sure it just it'll go from bad of not people wearing masks to even worse because oh well, I got the vaccine. It's fine. I'll be fine. Yeah, and I mean, uh, if you, if you get the vaccine, can't it. you We're still over transfer it? it though? Over I mean, it. Like, That's what it is. You won't get sick from it, but would you still be able to uh, catch it and give it to other people? Like, if you're not able to personally get sick? I'm not exactly sure how that works. We do not know yet. Um, Great. <laughs> I was actually going, that's one of the reasons why I was going to talk about this. Uh, I'm going to go to the last article that's in this uh, COVID page for us. Um, there's nothing for it, but eight minutes, eight months after infection, most people who have recovered still have enough immune cells to fend off the virus and prevent illness, the new data shows. A slow rate of decline in the short term suggests, happily, that these cells may persist in the body for a very long time to come. The research published online has not been peer-reviewed, nor published in a scientific journal, but it is a comprehensive and long-ranging study of immune memory to coronavirus, coronavirus to date. So the main thing that I got out of this was that it was not peer-reviewed yet. Mm. So we're talking about us knowing that maybe it's good for a year. 
maybe it's good for two years, but you don't know yet if it's good for years and years and years. Um, though the way that Moderna and Pfizer made their vaccine vaccines, actually those are those look like viable vaccines. They went after a very interesting part. They went for the T cells and that are uh, to to create a way for your immune system to know that that's something to fight off immediately. Mm. So that is that is promising that is actually just a promising thing to have um i i try to find as much happiness out of all of this and it's it's that they really did spend their efforts on fixing this like this will fix the problem in three years yeah yeah Yeah. three to five years people will have that, they'll just get that vaccine and it'll just be done with. They may not have to get it repeatedly. You might just, somebody will make a better vaccine in a couple of years and they'll get it as a kid. That'll be fine. Um, it's just that we're living in a time where we're, we're living in special times and we're trying to figure out what is going to work for us. And we don't know how to, I mean, this is, I have a great question for you. How do you feel about what Mayor de Blasio just did? I know it doesn't affect you because New Jersey has actually not wanted to open up schools at all because the union itself has not wanted to open up schools. Well, it's funny because he uh, shuts it down and he's saying he's going to reopen it, what, December 7th or December some- yes. 6th or something? Sudden, like a sudden pickup on December 7th now. So how would you feel if you didn't even have that choice now? Homeschool. I'm sorry, man. I'm not putting my child at risk. Uh, I mean, I know it doesn't seem like they say the percentages are low. I was at like one to three yes. percent chance of getting. Um, yeah. So, but my thing is, it's like if the cases are going up as high as they are, and you're taking these kids, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just feel like, okay, fine. It's one percent. It's only one percent because we've had shutdowns and we've had isolations and we've been doing masks and so on and so forth. The minute we start getting lax about it, the 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 higher the rates are going to go up. They they people are doing it based on um, statistics that that are are based on what we've been doing to try to prevent this stuff. Like when you start like reopening again, I don't know, man. And then then I hear all these weird like um, new things coming out of uh, of COVID, meaning like. You know, they're, they're hearing, oh, it does this now, and it does that, and it's mutated into this. I'm hearing all these weird stories, and I'm like, I don't know what to believe until I, I can see, like, the, the, the vaccine doing something. I don't understand, like, why we can't make adjustments. You know, our, our kids, um, I, I don't know who told me. I think it was um, your friend the other day we spoke that said we basically lost a year. Our, our, our children lost a year oh, of school. Oh, I, I said that we lost, lost a year. But, oh, you but said she, it. Okay. She put it, but she put it better because she was telling you about how we could have adapted to it. Yep, And we course. didn't adapt to it. It's because we're the stupidest country so far that's, that's proven that we, we were ir- the most irresponsible about it. Oh, no, no. We're, we're gonna, the most we're... irresponsible. I don't know about the most stupid because I think that a couple countries Oh, lost you. What? Who did you lose? You were saying some. Oh, you know what? Honestly, I forgot. There's a lag. You yeah. got to remember. You got to. <laughs> so, um, we're not the we're not the stupidest. What we are is that we're not humble. We'd never have been a humble country. So America we... first. <laughs> America first. <laughs> so, 
So I honestly think that's what it is, because there's a lot of countries out there that really fucked up afterwards. Like they they're having a a strong incline, and they don't know what to do about it because they they thought they could reopen. And I know people in, from Spain. I know people in Thailand who've had COVID now. It's weird. It's yeah. kind of weird. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's the fatigue. Um, I think that that's what they were talking about as well. There's a point where there's COVID fatigue. Teresa and... told me um, the other day, and I kind of agree. It's weird. Like when this first started, before it really started, and people were talking about it, we had, we were all sick in our house. We were like, what the hell has got us sick? And, and like, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying that I had it. But I wouldn't be surprised if I had it, <laughs> you know, back, 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 back then. You know, like, what was it, January or December? Yeah, I think it was just the flu, probably. It might have been just the flu, hard. but it's just like... But we want to believe that. But and it, a lot of people want to believe that because they got sick around that time, but that was during flu season. Yeah. But I think when it comes down to the schools, it's that our country does not want to give another shutdown where we have to pay people to stay home. That's literally what it is. They don't want to pay people to stay home. So that means that their kids need to be taken care of by somebody because they have to leave their houses now. And you can no longer use the excuse of you have to take care of your children at home. So they're trying to eliminate that and forcing everybody to go back to work. There's no help coming from the government. Absolutely none. They're not trying to do this again. They're not trying to bail out people. They'd be more interested in bailing out corporations. And that's really what it comes down to. You know, and me and you, we both worked with kids and trying to get them to organize around any kind of, of doing something one way for so long, they get tired of it, they get bored, they don't do it. And it just, it's going to be a breeding ground. Yep. The smaller they are, the worse it's going to be. Yep. I think for the kids that are older, this might work. They might be able to be on top of it, but yep. kids are kids. Kids they're still spit gonna on do each other. Gonna do. Kids do stupid things. Yeah. Kids scratch each stu- other. And... They do stupid stuff. Oh they can't God. even keep kids from having so... <laughs> lice in school. How are you going to keep kids from catching something that's an airborne disease? They can't keep the kids from getting next to each other for lice. Like, it's just going to be a complete shit show. And, you know, and I feel bad because me and Rob are both in a situation where we can stay home and we do have the opportunity to, if it was push come to shove, we would homeschool if we had to go there because of that, because we don't want to put our child. And I feel bad because there are people in situations, single parents, stuff like that, that they need, you know, to go back to work. They need to survive. And our country's not doing anything for them. It's, they're not doing anything. They don't care. You're not a corporation. I don't need to bail you out. And that's their whole idea. We gave you money. You should have taken advantage of it then. Uh, now, who gives a fuck? You've got to go back to work. We need our groceries or whatever else that you've been working, that you had to do. We need you to go back to work. They don't care about your kids. They don't care about your kids. They don't care. And that's so what it really comes say, down. One of the interesting things is to evaluate what de Blasio has authority over. So de Blasio does not have authority over indoor dining in the city, any of those kind of factors. And literally, he's been getting a lot of sh- he's been getting a lot of shit for like not being able to control other people in indoor dining situations, all of that stuff. But that's all Cuomo. So Did you see what's the stickers with Cuomo? The the Cuomo's face stickers where he's looking into people's like windows. There's a sticker no. that they have <laughs> that they put on on windows where it's like Cuomo's top of his thing looking like this into people's houses. 
Oh my god, yo. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's, let, let me see if I can find it. Right? I will, yeah. Uh, oh, I'll put it up. Oh my god, yo. But they don't care. I, I they don't care it. about what's happening to people. They're getting pressure. Governors are getting pressure. Mayors are getting pressure to push people back into the workforce. Our economy can't support it because they don't want to try to help the people. They don't want to help us. They don't. There were other countries that were setting up better for their people and their population. Yes, they're having a resurgence in some of them, but then there was a lot of them that they were taking better care of their citizens. <laughs> You see the sticker? <laughs> $10, bro. Uh, well, you get five of them. Okay, all right. That's not too bad. But $10, yo. That's crazy. I had to do it. <laughs> yo, people are so sick of it, man. It's like, I, <laughs> yo, like he's looking I into mean, people's houses like, what are you doing in there? Like, you better not be together. Look, I got nothing against it. He's a, no, but the thing is that he's a, he's a weird, like, neoliberal who really believes in weird control over state but at the same time does not believe in anything that's a progressive policy like he just believes it's too far you're going too far so yeah but please please keep going no, i would just, i would make fun of Cuomo all the time i i I've just got, think that Cuomo's, go i've got no problem the the reason why people are fed up with Cuomo and de blasio is because they're fed up with COVID. At the end of the day, yeah. they're trying to they're trying to do the best that they can in the situation. Like if you were the leader, what would you do? Well, the best thing I could do is keep people from um, you know, being outside and doing this and doing that. But nobody wants to hear that. So so of course the he's he's the punching bag for the whole city. They're both the punching bags for the city. They don't want it. They 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 have to say it and they have to do it. And everybody's pissed off about it. Oh, why are you doing this? Why are you making these restrictions? Why are you doing that? And then and 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 they're pissed. And I I understand it. I'm pissed. I don't want to be at home. I want to be outside doing things. I want to go to the movies. I want to have fun. Yeah, it's but, the holiday season. You want to go see yeah. the the tree right at Rockefeller Center, which is <laughs> a perfect twenty twenty tree. I want to do, do like a bunch of stuff that people want to do. They want to go see the Rockettes. You know. I, we get it. Shut we get it. You had to pack away for a year, but it's like pack it away for a year. It's a year. It's a year out of your life for you to say that you can spend the rest of your life enjoying your life. Why would to you want honest, to sacrifice though, it? It's, it's chill. It's, it's slavery. It, <laughs> they said it was slavery or jail. Like people said that. You know what I mean? Like oh oh that 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 white lady that was talking to one of the the Fox News hosts, Tucker Carlson or whatever. Had the nerve to say it was like slavery. I'm like, are you serious? Like, the, you, the slaves used to get beaten and killed and maimed and all sorts of stuff. This is slavery to you? I'm like, I'm like, you're, I'm sorry. I, I, I just, we're all miserable. But it's like, all right, if you get locked up in jail, right? Let's say you go to jail for for a year, right? Nobody wants to hear the people complaining the whole time while they're in jail. Everybody wants to do their time and get the hell out. That's what we're doing right now. We're all doing our time. And we all want to get out of this. And when it's our time, we're going to take that little, you know, walk out the thing. And we're going to be happy when it's done and over with. But because everybody's in jail, you got those whiners that feel like, oh, this is not right. Why is the food so lousy here? And why is the bathroom so unclean? And like, that's what it would sound. Imagine being in jail for a year and somebody saying that to you like, oh, you know, you'd want to kill the person. And that's what, and that, that's what it's like. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, 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 no. But so the, to me, to me, it's more like military service. 
That too, I guess. So, yeah. so with with jail, with mo- most people have the idea that this person did something so wrong that they deserve whatever right. punishment yep. they get. Yep. But when you're okay, if you're a part of a society that is also the most the richest and basically the easiest society to live in, you almost have to know like and there's a bunch of these countries like we're one of them we're one of probably 23 countries that are in fantastic shape except for that the u.s is declining um but we don't we can't it's it's 18 months you're losing 18 months and that's a hard thing to say like maybe more we don't know well the more that they fuck up the more the longer it is yes the longer it is and we just have to accept those things. And the, that's that's actually a growth, right? That's actually where growth comes from, is being able to say that you lost and are able to come back from that. You're, we're all going to sit in a huddle like this for, for nine months, which we've done. And then we're going to try to break out of it when we can. And because a lot of people did a lot of hard work. And... I hope those people get pay raises. Like that's the only nope incentive in this country. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Uh, you were essential, man, and you know what that essential means? It means jack shit. Essential means we ain't expendable. You nothing. <laughs> it means expendable in this country. For real. <laughs> for real. I'd be so mad. I'd be so mad. But it's like you don't. You didn't get anything for pretty much being a lamb for the slaughter, and it it sucks. It sucks. But you know. It kills me is that people turn around and they blame like, oh, they go after the people. Oh, well, these people were on unemployment and they got all this money and everything. Why are you going after those people? Those are not the people to go after. You need to go after the employers that didn't give you jack shit for you to come in and be essential to them to keep their businesses running. Amazon's giving a bonus to their people that work during COVID and everything like that. It's like a measly $300. How many billions of dollars did they make during this COVID? Like, they made so much money, hand over fist, it was ridiculous. And you're giving them a measly $300 as a thank you. That's ridiculous. You should be giving them stocks in Amazon. You should be giving them a piece of the pie. You're not. You're not doing anything to make their lives better. You're just giving them a little bit to placate them. The sad thing about the whole Amazon thing is that that'll never happen. (laughs) This guy will still keep making money. We're in a society where people are dependent on... um, getting things cheaper, faster, more efficiently, whatever you want to say. Um, you know, somebody was talking about, why can't we just, if we have to be shut down, why can't, this is what somebody wrote online. Uh, why can't we uh, go to mom and pop stores and skip Amazon and skip Walmart and skip this? And I told them, I'm like, realistically, as nice as it sounds, they don't have the log- logistics to, to handle it. You know, like they would have to worry about yeah. The shipments coming in, they would have to worry about, um, you know, going out of stock quickly because they would go out of stock quickly. If everybody went to a mom and pop store, it would be great for them that one week. And then they'd have to worry about shipments coming in. And ever, since everything's slowing down, you know what I mean? Like it, they don't have the, the resources for it. And that's all because we've taken many, 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 many years of putting them on the back burner. You know, like we, they, they, they were getting undercutted with uh, child labor from other countries, with these big companies. Everything that, that we've done over the years has put them so far down 
that even if we tried to salvage them, like the only thing we could do for those mom and pop stores is give them stimulus and like some means of surviving until this is over. And that's the sad thing about it. You know, you can't, you can't expect them. Like there's not enough of them at this point. Like so many of them have been lost during this pandemic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, they were bad then. I mean, I go down into New York, you know, and visit my mom. So many stores are shut down in New Jersey, shut down. You know what I mean? We can't do nothing for them as much as we'd like to. They've been crapped on for what? Over, like, I would say, is it a, maybe close to a century's, you know, period of time? Like, I, I, everybody, I wouldn't even say a century, but maybe, you know, mm-hmm. close to it. You know what Couple I mean? Decades. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> several, several decades, right? You know, of, of going, you know, at least the 50s, 40s, 30s, whatever. I don't know, man. But it's. it's... I... Go ahead. I'm sorry. What's me- no, no. What's up is that um, the SBA loan should have gone directly towards middle-income businesses, and instead, it was fashioned. It was fashioned in a way that you could take advantage of the system. Yeah, that was and hyenas. I, I, they were used. They were like hyenas on top of that, like a carcass, and they were all just the biggest and the baddest ones were coming in first, grabbing their big piece of the pie and running away. That's what was messed up with that. People made yes. YouTube videos on how to get it. I was watching online because everybody wants to know, oh, how, what can I do? What can I do to help myself? Oh, you can get this loan and this loan and this loan. And in reality, some of these people weren't it's really sure. Sh- yeah, well, some of it was a loan. Some of it w- were grants. If you did certain things, you were able to convert it to a grant. I think it was like, was it the PPP loan or one of them? I forget which one it was. PPE. I didn't apply it. Yeah. P- yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah. No, it's PPP. The PPE is oh um, PPP. I, yeah, 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 yeah. The PPE is um for I think um the clothing or whatever. Yeah, for like you know, yeah, I got you. protective stuff. But um, I mean, I get confused too. Um, what was I gonna say? But at the end of the day, it's like they take advantage of it, just like what they did with colleges. My mom said back in the days there were colleges that were close to free, if not free, and people abused it, and they took that away. There was um with medical medical stuff. Um, there were there were um churches and other people that were providing free healthcare and helping other people that got abused and the system ate it up and decided to profit off of it. And it's funny because I was looking online um, the other day, they were talking about the, the financial situation. Now people are losing jobs from like the airlines and all these other different industries. And they said the one industry that um, needs a lot of people right now is the medical industry. And that there's job openings that can, could be made through that, that can, decent paying jobs that can help the situation that that should be utilized and and that's something that i i had mentioned a while ago it's like i think i've spoken to you about it like i don't understand like how people can't come together and create a system where we're taking care of ourselves and so on and so forth and um somebody had said something similar to what i was thinking i was like why don't we start creating more medical jobs incentivize people if they're going to lose their job to learn about how to do um home attendance stuff and other things, and then transition into nursing, and maybe into something bigger and better later. Um, but because it's really fucking expensive. No, but they said that they, that that um, the government, if they wanted to, because we're in such a shortage, could provide training and benefits for for something like that if they really wanted to. But that's the thing, though. It's like the government doesn't want to open up the purse. You know what I'm saying? They open the purse to the wrong people. They don't want to but open the, it up to the to the right people that that need the jobs and the opportunities. I don't understand, like with the Green New Deal, why they don't feel like they should be repairing the streets and the infrastructure and giving people jobs doing that. 
there's so much we could do if 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 they if they kind of like um thought a little bit of about uh, thought a little bit out the box um but they don't want to do it it's oh, that's socialism we don't do that here this country yeah it's <laughs> yeah that would be seen as a socialist act and, and it's not i mean look the thing is that there's two parts of that it's because we also have an education system that is mired in private privatization yep. so it is not easy to tell the country we're going to keep paying for everything you know like because we're going to pay these education firms basically money and we're gonna that's a tough sell for people i don't think that's correct you know i don't think that's the right way to look at the world but i at least understand why because i know that the education system is not set up properly yeah so and I mean, no, let's keep them dumb. Education. Don't you know, keep them <laughs> dumb. It's easier to control the people when they're dumb. So we're real low on the spectrum of education in this country. Keep them real dumb. They can't fight back. They don't know they should protest. They don't know what's going on in government. Let's well, keep them they dumb. should be able to get it for for without paying out of their out of I don't know. I know people who have gone near bankrupt just to get their nurse's degree. You know. And that's what I mean. Like, nobody should have to do that when they're doing something that is a public service. They should be able to get a real grant to, to just do that and not have to deal with. But the system is not made for that. So you're like, I'm completely uh, sympathizing with the fact that people should be getting these grants immediately to to get medical, to become medical assistants, anything that's in that field, really. And I'm sure there's other fields too that 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 could count for, um, but yeah. My, my sister's a nurse, and they like literally have her down. It's her and another person each shift, like two people for so many people in her. I'm like, I'm like you can't like that's that's like me having a computer job and everybody in my my whole neighborhood comes to me. And everybody wants it done at one time. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I can't see that me being efficient doing that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things where you have to focus on to get the job done right. I don't understand how they can do that to people. Like, there should be one nurse to maybe two different people. You know what I mean? Well, that's the same thing with education. You got, like, one teacher teaching 25 mm -hmm. kids. They yep. stretch, the, they stretch mm -hmm. people so thin all the time. But, you know, I think with COVID, too, it's, it was an opportunity for a lot of people that were in the health um, in the healthcare field. If you were older and you could have retired, like, five years ago, they took that as their out. So, of course, there's a lot of, of openings, I think, too, and it comes from people being, like, retiring. They're like, okay, that's enough. I'm not going in during this pandemic. People don't feel safe. There's overwhelming in the hospitals. It's And that becomes even more lax because then PPE gets stretched thin and people don't feel safe. They don't feel comfortable. You know, they're talking about, oh, you know, we don't have that many people. Um, the job market doesn't look that bad now. It's not because, you know, people are not losing their jobs. Everybody lost their job and nobody wants to go back. No one feels safe. They don't want to go back into a situation where even like stuff like Amazon is looking for people. Yeah, okay, you killed a lot of people off in your warehouses by not providing proper protection. And a lot of these jobs that are looking for people, they're not giving any protection to anybody. 
it should be something that's being delved out by the government. They should be making sure that all these little essential, essential places are getting their PPE. They're not doing that either. I mean, what's really disastrous is something that I can, I have to acknowledge is a, would be a great service if I was in the union <laughs> uh, for, for film and media. Um, not going to call out anything, but the productions that have been going out get, they get tested every week. They get, they get rapid tested um, maybe sometimes twice a week, depending on what show it is. They get PPE. They get free shields. They have been getting stuff that should be going to medical facilities. Yep. And some of them have said it before. <coughs> Excuse me. But that's very difficult to be like, in my field, people are getting resources that should not be going to them. And we, I understand, we want to, we need media at this point. We're so used to it that, like, it, when we hit a skid in August and September, I remember people going, oh, I could feel them getting agitated because there was nothing to watch. And I, I hate to say it, this is what happens to people. I mean, that's kind of what we are. I mean, I'm a creature of it. I'm a creature of media. So, yeah, after a couple months of not, you want shows, but they are getting resources that other medical facilities should be getting and other really important places should be getting. Well, look at and sports I'm not and sure. stuff. People lost their minds when they couldn't watch sports. Though, I have yes. to say, I think I enjoy sports now more with no audience. Or anything in there because it's so much more peaceful, and I think that the people that actually play the sports appreciate not having an audience either. Especially like soccer, how they were getting all those racial slurs and everything like that thrown at them all the time. They don't have to deal with any of that. I feel like they can play so much better now with all, all of that, all those people and that negative energy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny just because I don't have a TV anymore, so. I I uh, I actually don't even know anymore. Like I would have to buy one of those uh, sports uh, subscriptions because everything is now you know subscribe su subscribe subscribe. You know, I'm surprised you know so much without the television. I mean, I don't really <laughs> watch TV that much either, but I guess it's the same thing for me, right? Like I'm learning a lot of my stuff through the internet, which is scary in some ways because you know who what what if our res our sources aren't but so great? You know, I do have CNN. Oh, well, MSNBC and 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 um, what is it? Uh, what's the European one? Uh, BBC. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have BBC on on my phone, so like I I get updates here and there from their stuff, and then I see stuff online on Facebook, and but it makes you wonder, like, what about all these other people? You know, it's like the resources out there are really messed up, and then you got it's cousins. hard. It's it's very difficult. I'm going to say, like, right now, like, most of my research, if you notice, is very heavily on Associated Press, Reuters. Mm -hmm. um, and I I don't even feel great about the New York Times. I honestly just know that they have a staff that's large enough to actually look at the news and give me the correct information. Just the information, not necessarily the right opinion or the right direction on the article. So it's a it's an interesting time for all all of the news sources and media sources cuz they're intertwined now in some ways in some ways we're learning our stuff from 
both the primary sources and secondary sorry secondary sources. I need to do this. I'm gonna do it. Right. <laughs> it's one of those days. Like my nose has been like this all day. I, yeah. This is actually one of the one issues of wearing a mask all day. You can't yeah. blow your nose. Yeah. So the other thing I was gonna ask: How do you feel about um Fox? Not Fox. Uh, well, Fox News and Trump News that he's trying to do his own thing or whatever it is. Do you think that if he does get, uh, well, he's supposed to get kicked out, if he starts his new his own news organization, how do you feel like that's going to affect people's trust in the news? I mean, there's already Newsmax and there's OANN. Yeah. So I look at it that way. The, with, Epoch with Times. Two... Epoch Times and Prager University. Prager U is freaking tricky as hell. I don't know if you've ever seen any of their um their stuff, but... It's like, no. it, they, they basically use, like, cartoons and, like, real simple, you know, do you feel like it's fair and blah, 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 like, then the way they talk to you, I could see how it's appealing to people, but then, like, you, if you listen very carefully to, like, some of the stuff that they're saying, you could tell, like, some of it's really, like, based on discrimination, um, old school 1950s thinking type of mentality, oh, you know, go to the beaches with the restrictions of blah, 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 blah. Like, they were talking about one one episode that I saw, like, real quick of of it. Like, it was a, a, a commercial of it. They were talking about how, um, you know, like, going to beaches or whatever it is and and polluting the beaches. And, like, back in the days, you could do certain things. It was, it was all about social uh, justice warrior type mentality things, like like worrying about little petty things in their mind even though it's for the bigger picture it was for for you know the to betterment of is that the right word uh to to better society or whatever it is um but they're they're like well wow don't you want your freedom you know but they would say it in a way that seemed like it was all about like just making it seem like it's treating you unfair like is you know what i mean like it was weird mm -hmm. and i could see how like uh weak-minded people could see that you know it's like I don't know, and things about like, oh, you know, shouldn't women have the, they were talking about women's rights, and they were saying something about how, um, because women's rights and minority rights, they were saying that, that you know, if, if we focus so much on them, like, how does that, how does that benefit them, and so on and so forth, and I'm like, it's because they're being mistreated, asshole, I'm like, I'm like I see it, like, like, you have to treat women, and treat minorities, and treat, like, immigrants, and whatever else, a certain way because they've been mistreated you know like they need changes in their lives to be be put in a better place if we ignore it and just say well they you know they could do it on their own they did the the, the the resources are there for them that's bullshit excuse my language but it's like they didn't they, they don't give these resources for people you know a lot of people even though they make it seem like you know uh, equal opportunity not equal opportunity um what's the word that they use for um people of color um uh, it's not equal opportunity. Um, damn, why can't I remember it? Affirmative action is that it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was wondering if you were looking for affirmative action. Yeah, yeah. They were, they, they were like, "Oh, affirmative action." Just then, whatever. It's like, why should somebody, a person of color, like they, they made it seem like it was an innocent thing to think. Why should a person of color, a person, or a minority, or whatever, um, be treated a certain way? Doesn't that like not give them incentive? To, to do better on their own and blah, 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 blah. And then it also takes away from other people. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, you're, you're missing the whole point of it. You know, I understand it shouldn't, we shouldn't need affirmative action. We shouldn't need these things. But because society is the way it is, 
that's why it's there. Like people have acknowledged it. Now you're trying to make it like it's so nice to like. Oh, you don't need that. We could do it on it's our own. It's adaptation. It's all yeah. adaptation. Like it, yeah. it's it's an it was a non perfect theory that we are learning to figure out in a different way. Like now we're understanding that you have to give direct access to communities to get mm-hmm. to empower themselves in some in some fashion. And honestly, I don't think we've got it right because a lot of it ends up being gentrification. It ends up being people kicked out of their areas into which which is a two edged sword. It's because a lot of that that creates a lot of areas where there are very poor, I hate to say it, poor Democrats in one area and then they're just stuck in that area and then they are forced out but by more Democrats. So that that's great because then the rest of the country has more Democrats, right? But at the same time, they're just getting dispersed from where they lived beforehand. And that's not okay. I mean, if they want to move, they want to move. That's different. I know a lot of people who feel, un, but it's un, they've been told that they feel unsafe in their own cities. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Every time I've heard somebody move out of the, of the city who's a person of color, it's always been that they felt unsafe. And I'm always wondering if, how much of that is propaganda and how much of it is reality. How do you feel about like these um, politicians talking about the Democrat cities are the bad ones and this, that, and whatever? Have you noticed that? Like, like they talk about, I, oh, this, they, they're just ODing with that nowadays. They're just, it's crazy, it's, man. Like, it's like propaganda. It's, a, it's, the, it's doing the same thing as the 1950s and 60s all over again. Yep, yep, yep. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I don't know. How do so you feel I about guess, it, well, Oh, yeah, how do you feel about it? Well, well, I think, you know, it definitely comes into play whenever you're moving or going anywhere where you're thinking about, I know what we were talking yes. about at one point moving um, to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Rob was like, "Oh, no, that's it's just it's too red down there and there's there's a lot of rednecks and it's too I dangerous." Didn't say it like that. <laughs> well, Florida is like one of the only places that the the further what, the further north you go, the more south you are. <laughs> Which is like it it's crazy, you know, but I think people of color they they definitely have to be conscious of where they're moving to, you know, and I think now within Trump's America specifically, you have to really be aware because it's let it's let people be as ugly as they've always wanted to be. And that neighbor that would callously um, call cops behind your back is now doing it in your face and telling you, I don't want you in my neighborhood. This is how I feel. Um, you know, I think that, yeah, we would hope that it would be propaganda and that they're just trying to use it as a scare tactic to keep people out. But I don't think that that's actually true. Not not now. Not nowadays. I think nowadays it's like it's a real threat. And there are things that are happening. I know at one point I was reading things about, you know, in Georgia that there were people that were hanging, getting hung from trees. And they were saying, oh, it's that's it was suicide. It was suicide. Oh, but this person managed to climb into a tree with their hands bound and hang themselves from a tree. Like, it, it, there's stuff going on, and there's stuff goes on in every neighborhood, and, you know, 
the longer you live in a neighborhood, the more you know where you shouldn't and should go. Yes. But it's just like, I think now, especially with Trump's America, we have to be more wary, more cautious, and just keep our eyes open for everything. I am going to challenge you. Well, two things first. Number one is the only person that I ever felt like was a person of color who felt safer where they actually went was a cop. He was a cop and he felt very safe in his new white neighborhood. And I felt very weird about that because he, you know, it was like, I got a pool. And I realized, so this is what happened. You're just a black guy who cashed out. There's a gang gang. Cops is the original gang. I can even talk about this. Oh, oh no. I'm oh, sorry. No. I got it. I can't even. Yeah. Wait. Oh, sorry. We're good. <laughs> Should be back. I can even I can even talk about it now because I had an NDA. I can talk about it now. Um, the Takashi Six Nine documentary was released, and I did some of the sound for that. Um, <laughs> you got the sound. That, that cop. Oh no, that that guy's not gonna, dude. He's he was <laughs> under arrest during most of that pro- production, mm. and then he was when he was released, and then we had some dates. It was all during COVID, mm. and then it was really no. There was just no way that that guy was gonna ever say yes to an interview. Like mm. you'd have to pay that guy money because it can't. It, it's it does not look good for him. He's an asshole. Like I'm not gonna go into it. He isn't. He he is a terrible person. Um, but to go back to it, to the cop, really, that's the important part. The cop was real comfortable. Had a pool in the back. Was willing to just. He was a hip hop cop. They literally called themselves hip hop cops. Mm-hmm. And I already know this existed. And we are like a lot of people already know this. Been that for many, many, many years. They've been around. They. They purposely are out there trying to find dirt on people and catch them when they're doing their dirtiest yeah. stuff. Yep. Yep. And yep. that was the most part, like, and he didn't, he didn't even see the negative effects of doing so. Like the fact that like you're subjectively only doing it to mostly black kids. Yep. I know Danny Trail, Trail. Danny, Danny is, uh, I forgot his last name. Takashi Six Nine's real first name is Danny, which yeah. is funny as hell. Um, but I'm saying that he was that aberration too, and he snitched and got away with it too because he was that aberration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's crazy. When so, it comes to cops, it's a big that's that's its own subject within itself. I look. Cops you want to do? I want to do a long show about that. Yeah, yeah, we should because honestly, I don't believe that anybody should be a career cop. I, that does stuff to you mentally. It's mentally damaging. Um, nobody should be subjected to that. You become a different person. There are plenty of people I've known that have been oh gone into being a cop with good intentions, and they come out, you know, jaded and racist and all this other things, and they start, you know, they don't know how to switch off. And it's it's bad. And it's especially bad, I think, for people of color that become cops because then they lose their own self-identity within that. They get trained to identify and target their their own people, essentially. And a lot of them don't have... They shouldn't be having all this stuff put on them. When they talk about defund the police, I really do believe that. I think it's poor wording. 
that they used when they did for defund the police because people automatically thought that they were trying to take money away from cops. And it's not about that. It's just, just reallocating some of the funds to actual places where people can get help. I shouldn't have to call a cop on a homeless person, you know, because they're running naked or doing something harmful to themselves in front of a store. You know, I should be able to call a social worker or someone who's trained in that to help them to actually get that person help. You know, police are not, they are not equipped for that. They're not, a, they're not a catch-all. Yeah. They've been used as a catch-all for a long time. Yeah, and it's um, it's a lot of pressure on them. I can't imagine the amount of pressure, you know, and it is a it's it's a stressful job. Um, you know, but at the same time, I don't think it should be a career. I don't think anybody should have that as a career, you know. It's like a military, you know, being you can't be a, at a war your whole life. You you could but be even a the military, soldier. They have times where they can could, turn off. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. with they, cops, but they, they don't can. turn off. Yeah. But the the thing is that it's about choice too about the military. There's people who can serve up to twenty, twenty four years yeah. in the military, which is insane. And then not even be in a, uh, I don't know, a sergeant level role, like where they're they're high enough where they're commanding officers at a. The, so, with that in mind, I mean, I do believe in the that cops. Sh- if they should be doing separate jobs, they should be doing the actual investigation of crimes. That's not what they've been told with lately. And it's been told with every single problem of a certain town or area. And some of that has to do with the structure of how it was made before 40s, 30, you know, like just a simple town just needed a law enforcement and needed some stuff done. And they had that one person who could do it, or 10 people who could do it. So that's what they did. Now we're in a more sophisticated society, and we need to start talking about it as this is what we can do. We could have 911 be a, a switchboard for not just the police and the fire department, but for the fire department, the paramedics, the mental health services department. Yeah. And, you know, like, and it's the simple things. I hate to tell you, the the idea of a mental health service center EMT coming to you instead of just the regular EMT who wants to just take you to the fucking ER <laughs> is different. It's a different kind of facilitating that person's problems. And... I don't know how it's we're gonna get there because I think it needs there's a lot of compassion yeah. that we don't we haven't seen yet. Well, and I think I we're gonna we're gonna get there soon because especially with 2020, it is bringing a bigger light on mental illness. People have had to deal with things that they've never had to deal with before, and you know, and I think it's going to be when it's everyone's problem when people can finally admit. Nobody has no mental illness. There are people with mental illness or, you know, just that need to have some kind of help when it comes to talking through mental issues. You know, nobody is without, you know, I don't care who you are. There's no such thing as normal anymore. There, there's there's ne- never really been, you know, we've tried to make it seem like everybody seems like, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay. I think that time is long gone. I think especially with 2020, People are finding it to be acceptable to say, I'm not okay. And when you start to say that and you start to make it normalize that, you know, mental illness and, and, you know, 
strife within your your own mentality is acknowledged with everyone, I think we'll make serious strides towards having those avenues available. As of right now, you know, I think we're we're still on the long road, but it's getting there. Like people are saying now, I'm not okay. I'm stressed out. I have anxiety. I have depression. I have this. And they're starting to be okay with it. You know, speaking to people of color, they're the first ones to try to hide that all away. Like it's not, oh, we, you know. People self-medicate. Yeah, but they don't, they don't try to, to address those issues. They were told not to address the issue, bury it down bury it with alcohol, bury it with everything else, you know, and that's where you get all these problems, you know, and it's just like, people have to address what's going on with them, you know, and I think that that's going to happen, especially with 2020. Everybody's got their issues of couple come and bubble to the surface because some people have been locked inside their house and that's the first person that you end up facing is yourself. Yep. 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 It's crazy. Yeah. I don't even want to. I don't even want to throw the story of uh, Amy Coney Barrett out there Which, at this um, point because that was such a good. That was a good ending right there. <laughs> I don't know what else. Um, I I mean, unless you have some stories, some more positive stories. Yeah, I was to, looking up some to actually stuff. make this a wellness well, tell, check. Hold on, before you do the wellness check, what about that um racist um <laughs> thing that you watched? Teresa had like a story about um somebody who um was uh what was it uh what was it racist like somebody it was, mimicking um, the black this uh this black author from the south who came up with a a book um that it was supposed to be actually an educational book that she came up with and um i believe it was something about like uh the effect of like outcast music in the south and kind of that um musical uh, evolution the South kind of had when it came to like, you know, um, Southern rapping and everything like that. And it was supposed to be a really great book and it was actually going to be put into some, um, curriculum in universities and the produce, the production company or, um, the uh, publication for the book, they had the great idea of having a white man to narrate the book, the audio for the book. <laughs> With an and accent. With not a, only, a... yes, not only with the with just being a white man narrating it, but having a black scent put on <laughs> put onto it. Um, I did not hear the story. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> they he put a black scent on it, and they put out the sampling for the book because apparently, I mean, it went all the way. They he did the whole book. Okay, so he got the okay for the whole did book. Did he go yo? Oh, no. I. No, he sounded like a mammy, like you know, like a southern, like like it sounds like a messed up thing to say, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like, 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 like something. It just sounded like really, really racist, like, like bad, like I don't know. And I, I, don't, I don't like using the word mammy, but you know what I'm saying. Like it was super racist sounding, like a white guy sound trying to like a sound like a black nanny, kind of like you know. I mean, the pub like the publisher immediately put out an apology saying how this was completely tone deaf and how he didn't know how he got this passed, you know, how he allowed this to go past. It was completely his fault. And of course, the guy who read it, you know, apologized as well, which he his apology got deleted because he pretty much deleted his whole account because that's how hard they came for him. Okay. <laughs> he had to delete everything. I feel bad everything. for him because sometimes you just get a job. Honestly, I would have, I would have, 
I'm, ugh, you'd have to be dead broke to get me to do, what would you have to do to get me to do a white voice <laughs> to do, do all of my but what is a white voice what is a voice man because there's um, black people that sound white and I white mean, people sound that's black a, that's a stereotype I mean, it's a stereotype <laughs> when you talk about it I mean the, the, it would be like this you know a little bit of a white a little tension you know in the, the voice <laughs> It was but, actually but, an essay. The publisher hires a white man to narrate a black woman's outcast essay. A white man reads in the worst Southern black sense ever. The author's name was um, Regina Bla- Bradley. Regina Bradley. And she's pissed. <laughs> and rightfully so. I'd be pissed too. Because apparently nobody even asked Regina if uh, she wanted to narrate her own book. Because um, oh. like, I think the first sentence of the book is, I am a black woman from the South. <laughs> Which is pretty ridiculous that a man is narrating it, let alone a white man, through the whole but like the whole essay. It's, it's I'm ridiculous. a black woman. <laughs> like, like, could you imagine like a dude with a, a male voice trying to talk like a black woman, who's and he was white. Yeah, that's that's what. It, you know, oh, man. I don't know, man. Some people are clueless. I would. What kills me with businesses and people in general, like employees, you would think that at some point somebody would say. Excuse me, sir. They raise their hand. Excuse me, sir. Um, do you think this is appropriate, or do you think this sounds okay, or do you think that that's what's like, it's kind of ridiculous like, because it's a whole <clears throat> like publishing crew that it got past a lot of people. It couldn't have been just one guy and the guy that read it. It had to have gone. Maybe by it was a an inside joke. Like, yo, just let him do it. Let <laughs> 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 it happen. Don't worry about it. Fireside Fiction is the um, publishing group, and Kevin. Uh, Rainier is the um, voiceover person that was doing, yeah. Fireside fiction. Yeah. I'm so sorry for that. I, I feel actively sorry for uh, that guy. Name, What's uh, the name of the guy? Kevin Rainier. R I N E E R. Kevin. I'm trying to see if I can find the soundbite because it just has like the first like R E paragraph. R I N E E R. E E R. R-I- I was gonna. Oh, R-I-N. I was gonna say Mark Wahlberg has gotten away with doing a black accent for quite a bit of his career, so maybe it's not fair. <laughs> well, think of uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, portrayal of a black man in that one movie. What was it called? <laughs> what was it called? I can't remember. He was doing like a, immersing himself in a role. Jeez. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. In 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 um tropic thunder yeah but um <laughs> honestly that was the, the the epitome of the end of that that discussion you can't you can't go past tropic thunder like literally <laughs> they literally oh, wrote it, it into it. the thing where remember because you, you um you you never go retarded <laughs> you can't go full re- retard <laughs> never go full retard and literally i'm sorry but if you're looking at like good writing and like really good comedy, that is a fucking funny joke. And mm-hmm. like it is, it is terribly, it is wrong. But that's the point. It was so wrong that that's why that Robert Downey Jr. joke. I I am an advocate for comedy, so I'm it, not I'm sensitive. That's that's my problem. I'm not sensitive. I could deal with like racial jokes, and as long as I know that there's no ill intent behind it. I'm cool with yes. it. Yes. But you know what I mean? But that's the thing. A lot of people, they know, oh, that's inappropriate. Remember, they were complaining about Baby Yoda eating eggs the other day. I don't know if you watched on The Mandalorian. 
they but they're like complaining they about like oh that's that's bad for like women's rights and this that some people can't have children and i'm like are you serious it's a freaking joke <laughs> Like oh my like, god! Like it is not even a joke. Like oh yo yes the Yoda the the well I can't oh oh I should keep my mouth shut. I watched the actual That's last episode. No, I saw everything uh, with Ahsoka and everything. And is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I spoilers, I, but, spoilers. But you don't know who in the audience hasn't yet. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh. Well, I mean, um, everybody knows so... by now that she was there, but nobody you don't have to tell them what happened. But you know. At this yeah, point, no, like they, 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 the they, I was gonna they, say Baby Yoda's they, name. That's what I was about oh, to do. Oh, that's all over the place now. You, as much as you think it's not, it's there. I'm trying to see what is this. Why is it not showing me the video? For I sent it? it to you on, um, because they put a, a article in the root, and it's so funny. Where'd you send it? You sent it to me. Yeah, Where it's on, it, on your email, and it's so funny how the um, author for the article she, she says. Um, the the caucasity she's like i wonder if i use the word caucasity <laughs> when it comes to stories like this too thing, much but then is, something is the like vid- this happens is the audio there though <laughs> yeah the audio is there it loads up it takes a little while for it to load um, it comes weird. on it's because it's through twitter so it's on her the picture i gotta click on it's a, th- a twitter thread and then there's the um it took a while for it to load up too. Thread? could you show me where it is so it's further down the article and oh, you'll see the down. the twitter um oh it's uh, the one with the fate the, the screen record yes all right let's hear this <laughs> all right let's um... so we're on the looser side we're on the looser side of our wellness check <laughs> this is like let's let's, let's throw so somebody under the bus ridiculous. check. <laughs> it's completely ridiculous. All right, um, let me see if I can switch this over real quick. It's Pardon it's me. I'm like, no, I'm so excited do. for this that that I'm like, <laughs> I'm a bad guy. Here we go. So let's grow our mind to this. <laughs> All right, let's see this thing, please. Uh, I don't hear audio. Oh God. I'm not hearing. Fireside that. Magazine presents the art of speculating. By Regina N. Bradley, edited by Maurice Broadus, narrated by Kevin Rainier, published in the autumn 2020 issue of Fireside Quarterly. I'm a southern black woman who stands in the long shadow of the civil rights movement. Southern hip-hop helped me navigate the contemporary black south. Dude! Teresa He's was right. Jamaican. <clears throat> Jamaican. No. What the, Rewind. The fuck is this yeah, I got to hear this one One more time. <laughs> Bring it back. Rewind. One more time. Fire. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I had to rewind this. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, that's too good. Hold on. Hold on. Gunshot me forward. <laughs> oh, oh, but it's going to go somewhere. That's oh fire. Fireside Magazine presents The Art of Speculating by Regina N. Bradley, edited by Maurice Broadus, narrated by Kevin Rainier, published Kevin. in the autumn 2020 issue of Fireside Quarterly. Poor Kevin. I'm a southern black woman who stands in the long shadow of the civil rights movement. Southern hip hop helped me navigate the contemporary black south. Poor Kevin. That's the most Kevin thing to do, Kevin. How could you do something <laughs> like that? Yo. <laughs> Yo. It actually. Fireside Magazine I presents repeating, The man. Art of Stop it. Stop it, man. I've been laughed to death, man. Stop. <laughs> Yo, man. That's crazy. 
That's crazy. Yeah, man, me the brother. Me wonder, you ain't got that yard weed. Straight from the island, he was like, yo, dude. I'm like, that's the wrong accent, yo. That's that's too far south. Right? <laughs> like, By the way, there's no way that that dude has ever been to Jamaica for real because <laughs> if he had really odd weed, he, he would feel it. Yeah, yeah. Forever. Oh. Yo, oh my God, bro. Maybe that's what he was doing when he figured this would be a good idea. <laughs> Yo, this will be great. He flipped back and forth at during. He literally switched into an accent in the middle of somebody's name, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> He's three different people, man. He was a Jamaican. Uh, he was like, I don't know what the other two were, but I, I heard Jamaican like Teresa said in the first part. I was like, "Yo, what is he?" Y'all be the the bar, the bar. I'm like, "Whoa." The art of speculating. <laughs> Had that deep Jamaican oh, accent. I was like, oh, oh, oh my poor God. Kevin. No, asking real Jamaican to do that, it'd be the art of speculation. Is it? <laughs> every day, every day, every day. Bumbleclot. <laughs> Ross Clot. Body boy. No, let me not say that. That's not nice. Let me stop. No, yeah, yeah. Watch, stop. watch out for that one. Oh yeah, watch I gotta watch that. One. I'm just doing <laughs> it because <laughs> I'm only doing it because of like you know I, I was born kind of long ago and it was a popular term. I shouldn't say that. I apologize. I was wrong. I didn't mean to say it like that. But all right. So some good news. Um, they said a new study suggests mouthwash can kill coronavirus and saliva in 30 seconds. What? So yeah. So if you uh, use some mouthwash, some Listerine, get the brown Listerine because it burns everything in your mouth. <laughs> and you can use that to kill in coronavirus. So, you know, you got too close to your uncle on uh, Thanksgiving and you wanted to do a 30-second rinse right after you talk to him. You should be okay. So it, that's if it gets story. in your mouth. That's only if it gets in your mouth. What do you do about your nose and your eyes? <laughs> like, Rub that so stuff in there too, right? <laughs> that's what Trump would say. Spray it in there. You'll be fine. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, man. Like, I don't understand, like, how any of this is normal, man. Like, well, they're saying alongside hand washing and like hygiene that, measures, mouthwash could be a routine. Wow. How come you think you're switching up? I'm hearing yeah, disconnection. I heard this something disconnect. Yeah, it disconnected. Oh. Am I back? Yeah, it's yeah. glittered. It just glitched out. No, you're good now. Well, it's, it's slowing down, and there you go. You're back to normal. I don't know. Huh. That's the one thing that I like weird. about this system, man. It it seems to like manage a little bit. It like gives little issues here and there, and then picks back up. Is it good? You know. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Know. Yeah, I'm I see. I'm, that. I'm vouching was... for the software. It's working pretty well. <laughs> so they got how... another um another good news. They got a uh, that uh, moving company called College Hunks Hauling Junk. Apparently. College Hunks Hauling Junk. Yeah, it's a mouthful, right? Hauling... What are you watching over there, man? Calling Junk. It's a moving company, and they are now helping victims of domestic violence leave abusive homes nationwide at no cost. Yeah, they come out with they come there with no shirts on, right? Well, it's funny because one of my coworkers actually (laughs) used it to move her um, house, and she's like, "They are not hunks. (laughs) They're just dudes." She's like, I don't even think they're in college, some of them, because they looked way too old to be in college. (laughs) 
So, but it seems like this moving company is doing pretty good. They're um, trying to help victims of domestic violence, especially now with COVID. Some people have been kind of trapped in abusive relationships forcibly through quarantine. Um, that they're actually helping them. They've done uh, since the recent launch of the program, College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving has already completed over 100 free moves for those who are fleeing an unsafe situation in the U.S. and Canada. New program is even more important with the cities are undergoing um, lockdown and victims can end up being trapped during the pandemic without relief. Is Teresa's uh, voice lagging on your end? Just out of curiosity, do you see like a, a slight uh, lag? No. No, but I wasn't. I wasn't watching. I was listening at the point. At that point, <laughs> I was. I was listening and wa- looking at my camera. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure. Cause <laughs> I know. I know my voice in my video was sync. I know, like there might be a slight lag with hers. I just want to make sure, like uh, you know, so that I could like account for it next time. I'm sure the video looks okay, but uh, you know, I just want to make sure the audio on the video looks right. Yeah, but I thought this. Was I think it cool. looked right. Yeah, I thought this was. I mean, cool. it lags the same space that I do. But by the way, please finish what you were saying, Teresa. Oh, you look like you're on point on my <laughs> part. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying. I think this is a it's a pretty good situation. I think a lot of people are are pretty much ended COVID with divorce and stuff like that. A lot of people were face to face with a, yes. a significant other they weren't sure that they had gotten married to. I mean, you know, and it's a stressful situation that a lot of people got put into, which only makes it. Um, makes that ugly come to the surface even more quickly. Yeah. It feels real personal, but I know that if I was in my last relationship, this would probably have been the strain that broke the camel's back. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's been for a lot of people, you know, they had to deal with if you were out of work, if you, you know, ended up getting sick, you know, some people ended up losing partners. Some people were forced to quarantine or with people gain partners. Or people gain partners. And some of them maybe it's not the most positive thing that 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 is the way you went, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. there's a thing about the rush of there's a rush that happens when you get into a relationship and if you keep revisiting that as just a rush and not as a commitment it doesn't work yeah and covid makes it really easy to be like you're in a bubble and you will feel a lot of different ways and i've seen people feel like all of the ranges of feelings where somebody got pregnant and married is going to get married afterwards um somebody is going to probably break up with their their significant other afterwards broke up with them during you know all the things all the things have happened oh i read like a lot of reddit and stuff like that and i know there was a lot of um you know relationship advice that was coming in because people were caught in houses in a toxic relationship that they realized this is a toxic relationship a lot of people realized that their partners were having infidelities because they weren't face to face with them every single day seeing all of it and then all of a sudden you can't hide in your one two bedroom apartment you can't hide all that Mm -hmm. stuff anymore as easily and it comes to the surface real quick you know 
Um, I wonder how many dead bodies we're going to find after real quarantine and everything like that ends. And then there's no excuse for people who are hiding a body under their house that are saying, well, they're in quarantine. <laughs> You're not seeing them that much because they're real anxious about being outside. That's a real possibility that we might end up having to deal with too after everything is said and done. Teresa's now my Reddit filter. I, not, I, I hate Reddit. I hate Reddit. So you are now a Reddit filter. <laughs> I like to read, um, I like to listen to r slash on YouTube. He gets all the good stuff. Shout out to r slash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, our final good feel story is they have created a two acre vertical farm that produces more than flat farms that are using up to 720 acres. Um, it's a massively successful vertical farm startup is pushing the future of farming towards the skies, literally. Um, from a ag tep, uh, tech startup named Plenty, a two-acre indoor vertical farm produces yields that would normally require 720-acre flat farm, and it can be done with 95% less water. I think Ooh, that's not look. Oh, wow. That's pretty intense. One second. I'm... I'm... See, I'm I'm sending across a couple. If you go at the images too, just for the farm, mm -hmm. just the idea of vertical farming. Like we do need to to rethink a lot of the ways that we do farming because, and also these people are going to get paid the correct amount of money. <laughs> Let's just be honest. You know, there's a structure right now where a lot of these, a lot of the even the the vegetables that I eat, I don't even eat meat anymore but um holy every vegetable now is owned by these companies that are basically mass farming and they're sending massive amounts of food that are probably really low cost labor and that's a problem like i know why there's so <laughs> many people who run from central america up to america just for jobs and now it's not happening because of COVID, mm -hmm. which is an interesting... That's another thing. Like, the borders being closed to all these things is really relevant. Like, the price for food has gone up everywhere, if anybody has noticed. And that's a hard thing to notice, like, because you just assume that it's inflation. Yep. 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 But all food costs have gone up. And I think they'll keep it that way, even afterwards, because... The truth is that they have never paid any of their workers enough money. Yeah. And that's the next... That's, a, that's something that's going to fall at some point. Yeah. But you got to think it's probably better, too, for them to do this indoor farming. You have the less pests to deal with, which... Uh-oh. I'm gone. Oh, sorry. You can still hear you. You can still hear her, right? Still hear you. Yeah, you yep. can talk. But um, so you probably have less pesticides, hopefully, in these plants that they're doing indoors because they don't have to worry about outdoor elements and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, if they can use the that much less Sorry. water, what happened? 
the guy I I sent I sent both of them to uh to Rob. But oh, okay. uh, there's one of them the the guy who's the CEO kind of looks like a douche. <laughs> That's all. That's all. Uh, it's uh, all right. It's it's fine. You might not be. There's there's even better pictures of him being like, look at me behind my farm. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Hold on a second. I'll cut you over. Uh, let me get you over. I gotta get rid of some of these um transitions on the thing. There he goes. I mean that was one charming one where he's... that was a charming looking guy. Here's the other one you sent the farm thing. Yeah, but that yeah. is a the that is kind of a great achievement, right there. Oh, they like, might be able to pay that, these people. The I'm right rich, bitch. No, they're saving, be they're saving on pesticides. They're saving on water. <laughs> if this does become more economical for them to do it this way, maybe they can actually pay these people a, a decent wage. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's doing something I mean, right. It's... He's on our show, right? Like <laughs> some <laughs> random looking dude. <laughs> he's on our show. We're like, I don't even know this dude, but he's doing something right, man. I, I I give people respect. You know, they don't have to be the prettiest of them all, but if you do something good for the world, I'm happy for you, bro. You know. Also, vertical farming is a great way to use land that, like, number one, that you have small, uh, only a small bit of land, and also areas where there's desert and then you're going to have to build a biodome basically yeah. to create. So those are two great solutions to that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so maybe there's hope for us yet. <laughs> there's hope. There's, there is some hope. Um, my hope is in people more than it is in structures. And I, I don't, I want to have a point where in life I feel like, the structure of what I'm looking at is okay. I think I think that is my biggest outset is to find a way to create a world where there's structures that work for the many and not just the few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but that, that, yeah. That, that's on the not on the agenda of the greedy and the powerful though. That's what's sad about it. Yeah. Be like the bee. That's my Which, opinion. Be like the bee. Work together. Means you need to break the backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to break them. Break them. Take off everything from them. I need it all. I'm Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I don't care about anybody. I don't anybody. even mean that. I think we just. I I do think that we need to think that of of us as a democratic socialism in some sense at some point. Though we really we really are already, but we're not. We don't see it that way because most of that socialism literally expends to only business yep. it is literally corporatism towards so if we can get non-corporatism at some point we can evolve we could actually get to a point where we start thinking okay then let's spend money on this as a even as a capitalistic enter as a, a capitalistic entry sorry about that i i get really this is really tough for me because Dealing with being an entrepreneur and dealing with capitalism and dealing with your socialist beliefs is mm -hmm. the most contrary thing that you have to deal with as a person. Because I believe that the only way for us to build actual uh, momentum is to build ourselves up. That so that means that you have to... I'm sorry. I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah, it's 7.30. You're going to go to bed though, right? 
Wait, wait, wait. What? No, my son, my son's wants to play a little bit. He want to play well, some let, video games, but well, he got to sleep at 10:30. No, we're almost done. We're yeah, almost I was gonna done. say let's cut it short. I want to give him like a good 15 minutes or whatever. He, he's yeah, we're good almost kid. done. I was I was he gonna say that we're more than no, He doesn't need a little bit yeah, more time. No, but it's like I don't like him being sad, man. He's going through like I can't imagine what he's going through with with the mm-hmm. what's going on. You know what I mean? That, that that's why I give him a little bit of slack. I know what you're saying. He needs responsibility and structure too, but at the same time, it's like I, when I was his age, I used to stay up until like two in the morning at times. <laughs> it is what it is, man. <laughs> I it used to do the same thing. Look where it got us. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, we're here. We're still here from, and we're we're good. Look where we got us. Look where we're at. We're on this show talking about positive, wonderful things. We can't do much about it, but <laughs> you know, but we're doing positive wonderful things and hopefully at some point we'll find ourselves in a position where we could do more you know Uh, and look we might okay i hate to say it but we'll we'll meet more if we keep persisting then you mm -hmm. meet more people where you can help attain change yeah i feel like unfortunately what i have learned from my industry is that change can happen but a lot of it is privilege above the first yeah you have the privilege to do that and if you don't, you're one of those fighters. You're one of those just, like, pure fighters. And that's great. I, I applaud those people. Those people also have, like, if you, if, you, if you suck at something, if you fuck up, they will call you out for it. And they're not the best people. And it's kind of like it's a double-edged sword. You, you gotta appreciate both sides of that. And I always under, now I understand some of my my uh, aunts and grandmothers a little bit better that will just cut you and i'm just like what i didn't do anything yet (laughs) 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 all right so um i I guess thank you for joining us today um i hope we all grew i hope we all grew a little bit we we did definitely share a lot of a lot of bit of ourselves did not just a little bit of ourselves a lot of bit of ourselves um, and I hope we do it again soon. We will. We definitely will. See you Wednesday. <laughs> See you Wednesday. Them. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, Take care, guys. everybody.